May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Gospel means good news. Today's gospel starts with an announcement of that. Good news. It's good news that is a change, not only for the Jews of the time, but as we recognize and reaffirm every year in the season of Epiphany, for all humankind. Something happened that was a turning point for humanity, and the Gospel of, and the gospel of Mark related what that turning point was. Now, Mark's Gospel was the first to be written in the New Testament, but he wrote it in a manner that provided continuity with the Old Testament scripture. He did this in order to provide not only context for the events he was describing, but to assure us that this good news was a continuation of the one true God's efforts to restore humanity back to them himself. Our Old Testament lesson is from the prophet of Zechariah. The name Zechariah means the Lord remembers. The Lord remembered when he created humankind and lived with Adam and Eve until they turned away from him. And now in our passage today, Zechariah tells us of the Lord will once again be dwelling with his people. Mark continues the good news, of course, of the Lord returning to live with his people, and it starts by relating the actions of a man known as John the Baptist. We are told that he was, had been sent as a messenger to prepare the way. Now, by preparing the way, we don't mean like an advanced man for your favorite rock star or a politician where they go around and make sure their water's set out right and they have just the right candies in their dressing room and so forth. No, no. John was sent to prepare the way to make ready our hearts within us so that we could be open to receiving the word of the Lord which would be following him. Now, baptism, well, John accomplished his task of preparing the way of the Lord by preaching and by baptism, a baptism of repentance that is turning away. Now, baptism has long been a, had long been a part of the Jewish religious tradition for those who wish to join the faith. However, John's baptism was not that it was, was not that, because it was offered to those who were already Jews, those who technically didn't need a baptism. They didn't need a process of repentance, but yet they did. John's idea of repentance signified by his baptism was not just a human decision that begins a process of moral reform, but it was a call to the people of his time to turn away from their sinful living and their idol worship. John's was a good message, not only then, but, as I said, applicable to us in modern times. However, John knew that his message, his baptism of repentance, was incomplete and not the end of the story. Now, he didn't really know the full details of what God was going to do, 
know would he ever own this earth. But he did know, did know that there was one following him whose ministry would eclipse his. Interestingly enough, the difference between the two ministries is, is the difference between John's baptism with water and the baptism with G, of Jesus. John's baptism was purely a human event with no evidence of God's involvement. It was kind of like one took a bath, put on clean clothes, and then asked, now what do I do? How do I stay clean? However, as the Gospel of Mark tells us, the baptism of Jesus was no longer a purely human function because he was baptized with water and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God's presence and power within creation. And when the Spirit, like a dove, descended upon Christ, it signified, since Jesus as our Messiah represents all humankind, that God had come to live with humanity. He was fulfilling that, pro- that promise made by Zechariah. When we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, God comes to live not only with us, or let's put it another way, He comes to indwell us, to live within us, within our hearts. Now God's, Mark's Gospel only related Jesus was baptized by John. But in Matthew's Gospel, John told Jesus he needed to be baptized by Jesus, not the other way around. However, Jesus said that it was necessary that he, be, he himself be baptized in order for things to be right. As the only perfect human, Jesus provided the example to us that baptism was the outward and visible sign of the grace we only receive when we acknowledge that God is God and we are not. And this may be to the key to human, the human condition. We, each one of us, want to be our own gods. That is, to be in total control of ourselves and all that is around us, including other people. We want what we want, when we want it, and we want it how we want it. Well, John the Baptist recognized it, and so his baptism was a way for people to start to help to turn themselves away. But he didn't, have, he didn't know what to do after they had done that. He didn't have the full answer. And that's why John said that there was someone greater than he whose shoes he wasn't worthy to fasten. That person would have the answer. That person, of course, was the incarnate Son of God, Jesus Christ. Jesus' baptism with the Holy Spirit offers us something nothing else can ever offer. Total forgiveness and restoration of each of our our relationship with God the Father. Now the currency of this offering, this restoration, was not money, not power, not fame, not control. None of those things that we have are associated with. The currency actually is love. The Father's love for us and our acceptance of that love and our reciprocal love 
back to him. The end result is that we become obedient obedient to him, not because of a commandment that says you must do this or you must do that, but because we love him and we want to please him, much like with people in our family or people that we know. We want to do things that please them. In the baptism of Christ, now the baptism of Christ does not make us perfect. However, it does offer us a way to make the uh, choice to continually be able to return to him, to turn away from our sins to the love of Christ that is always with us through that indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now today's gospel ends with two verses. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We generally say that God created four dimensions, time and the three dimensions of space, up, down, back, forward, and side to side. Physicists, on the other hand, tell us that there may be as many as 27 different dimensions. We can't discern them with our, sense, with our own senses, but there is some evidence that they exist. So we consider it with heaven, that it is like another dimension. Bishop N.T. Wright puts it this way. Heaven in the Bible often means God's dimension behind ordinary reality. It's more as though an individual, indivisible curtain right in front of us was suddenly pulled back so that instead of the trees and flowers and buildings, or in Jesus' case, the river, the sandy desert, and the crowds, we are standing in the presence of a different reality altogether. Faith can be compared to looking at that different reality and knowing that while we cannot physically sense it, it does exist, and that we are part of that reality. But the most important part of that reality is that through the baptism of Christ, we become part of the body of Christ, his adopted brothers and sisters. Thus, when we continually renew our baptismal vows through repentance, prayers, daily offices, communion, other sacraments, using the graces that God has bestowed upon us that Mark talked about in the epistle and also loving one another as ourselves, honoring others before ourselves, as Mark said, or as Paul said. When we do those things, God's words, thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, applies to each and every one of us. Now this makes the good news of the gospel personal. It brings it into our hearts. We have challenges ahead, but we can be thankful for the good news that is Christ and that we as and that as we continually choose to turn to him, he is well pleased with us.
Now unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost be all honor, power, might, majesty, and dominion, now and forever. Amen.